Badger Politic. I'm Scott Stearns. Yeah, good evening. This is Paul Sickle speaking. Hey, Paul. What's new? Do you have, do you have a relaxing uh, Memorial Day weekend? Um, a little bit. Yeah? Not too bad. Enjoy yourself? Uh, yes. I enjoyed a uh, little time with family. That's good. That's good. I was in uh, Wisconsin Dells, a water park capital of the world. You I'm know? sure you had some time with the family. Yeah, yeah. On a scorching we, Memorial Day weekend. For sure. Yeah, we uh, we spent our time in the water and relaxing. Was that place packed? It was, uh, yeah, it was It was decent crowd, I would say. But they it, where we stayed, they had all the outdoor and indoor parks open, so the people could spread out a little bit. Right. So you weren't, we weren't, like, you know, on top of one another, which was nice. Right. It, you wouldn't want to be, I would assume that the indoor parks would have gotten overbooked just because the odds of inclement weather this time of year. Um, but the outdoor parks were the place to be. Yeah. Well, and the place we stayed has got both. So you can you can kind of migrate between the two if you want to get out of the sun you can still do that and uh, and, and still go into the wave pools and and the slides and all that stuff. So. One of the times I saw President Obama speak in Milwaukee at the Summerfest grounds, yeah, he was talking about the need for families to be able to earn enough to be able to take a little bit of a vacation, right? And he's like, "Yeah, I know. Not that the vacation is the greatest thing. Sometimes you get stuck in traffic trying to get up." Past Madison, <laughs> and you have to yeah. go on that long drive up to that those water parks up in the Dells. I know where the Dells are. I've uh, <laughs> taken the family there many times. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> well, Michelle's got family here, so I'm sure they've. Uh, I'm sure they've experienced that. Well, no, he lived park. in Chicago. That well, was yeah. a place where they took the little kids when they were when he was uh, a young uh, state senator mm-hmm. before he was back when he. You know, it was a. Back, Back when, when he was, he was anonymous. Kenyan Muslim yeah. terrorist uh, sympathizer president. Right, before yeah, before the truth came out. Right, right. <laughs> sorry. So, okay. So uh, other than that, yeah. We've uh, sorry to give my ode to Trump there. Right. So yeah, we're it's we're into the into the official or unofficial start of summer with Memorial Day weekend just passing us and which means we're running even closer to uh, the election season being in full right. swing, and, and I would the say number that of races that uh, we've been following, obviously, and uh, and kind of tracking our thoughts about. What I just said about Obama, President Obama would be one of the reasons I think he had some popularity in Wisconsin was that he was able to talk, come up here, and speak credibly to the people. Like he knew where Wisconsin Dells was, and of he course. knew that's where you take your kids. Yeah, because he'd experienced it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you know, as opposed to say John Kerry who called Lambeau Field Lambert Field. <sighs> yeah, and I think we need to be thinking about that as we try to take away, you know, take back some of these seats. Who can relate more to the general public? It's an important thing. Who it knows gets where overlooked. Wisconsin Dells is on a map versus who can't even call Lambeau Field correctly? That's yeah, that, you know that makes a big difference for people. It's a big difference in the national stage, but also the local stage. Oh, it, for sure. There's no question that Obama probably got outsized margins in Wisconsin just because he was close from a neighboring state and knew, yeah. the, knew the lay of the land. So there's that too. Speaking of which, um, and we're going to talk about the governor's race in a second. We do a quick check in now every every week. Yeah. What are the odds, Scott Stearns, that the Democrats will win? Control of the House of Representatives. They currently have 193 seats. Yep. The Republicans have 241, and there's a vacancy because uh, Louise Slaughter passed away. Um, yes. In her Buffalo, New York area seat, so that would actually most likely, if it went held for the Democrats, be 194. Yeah. 
What are the odds that the Democrats pick up the 24 to 25 that they're going to need? I think uh, it's it's looking really good. The generic ballot is uh, is on the uptick for the Dems right now. I mean, it's, it's been a little better. It's, it's been you know kind of fluctuating, mm-hmm. obviously, as the headlines change. But the trending has been good. So I'm going to say, I think it was around 70% last time we, we talked. So I'll, I'll take it up to 75% chance. Okay. And how many seats do you think they actually wind up with? You know what? I'm pretty bullish about it. I'm, I'm thinking when this is all said and done, I think they pick up 60 seats. Nice. All right. 200 and I'll go with 253. Yeah. Damn. That is bullish forecast. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little better as well. I go with 70%. Okay. And I'll give you 225 seats. All right. I'm going to go a little low on the seats. Just gerrymandering or just... You, yep, gerrymandering. Yeah. I think that the congressional generic ballot isn't isn't all that yeah. impressive yet. Um, some say it needs to be over seven points to the Democrats' favor, and it's only a little less than six, right? It's five point nine. I think some of those polls in there, though, are we talked about a little bit, yeah. like the, the Reuters poll, and some others. That, there's some outliers, I think, that are maybe skewing the results. All right. What do you bit. think of the Senate? We got 49 seats now, but we got 26 we have to protect for yeah. the Democrats, and there's what eight, eight pickup so. opportunities. I still am not thinking that they're gonna be able to take the senate i i'm holding out hope that they hold on to 49 yeah so you know maybe they maybe they lose one you want to go with they, the, the hold 49 seats yeah i'm gonna say 49 we're gonna start tracking this in a little 538 style graph on our thing <laughs> yeah um, yeah we need to on uh, our, our home page on facebook you'll be able to follow us there mm-hmm. you'll be able to see our predictions yeah we'll, as they turn we'll kind of see what's the line a what graph. percentage you want to give a percentage shot or you want me to go for it or uh percentage percentage that they would pick it up that we win the majority oh i'm probably gonna go i'll say 35 percent Ooh, wow. It's higher than I'd go. Yeah. Uh, I'll go 15% Democrats take over. I'm going to go with 47 okay. seats that they actually, what I actually think is going to happen. That's, uh, I think that's is fair. 47. Governor Walker versus the field. Yeah. And it's a field that we're going to discuss. Ten of them made it to the Democratic, pri- um, not primary, but Democratic convention in, as speakers. Yeah, they're, so, I mean, we'll talk about it in a bit in terms of the names and everything like that, but it looks like we've got a locked field of, of ten candidates on the Democratic primary side. Including Josh Paid. Yeah. the new one we had talking about. Yeah, but in terms of just, yeah, generic Democrat, whoever the nominee is, taking the, the governorship from Walker... I would go with probably 60% chance. I'm going to go 45. Okay. And you know what? I'll go 50. I think it's a total jump ball. That's the spirit. It's a jump ball. (laughs) What would the Democrats' percentage of vote be? Oh, I think it's tough to get over that five-point margin, so I'll probably say, you know what? I'm going to say it's going to be 52-48. And I'm going to right now say it will be forty nine forty nine. All right. Recount. Recount. 
Perfect. And there'll be two percent <laughs> left over. Actually, you know what? I think I still wonder if McCabe or some jerk will do some sort of third party thing. So right. I'll go forty eight, forty eight. Forty eight percent to forty eight percent. First few, one to forty nine wins. Two percentage points to an independent. Well yeah. I I assume there's a libertarian candidate running, so actually I probably shouldn't say fifty two forty eight. I should probably say like I'll say fifty one forty eight. Okay. Fifty one forty eight and yeah. I go forty eight forty eight. So we both have the same number for Governor Walker. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, assembly, um, Dems have 35 out of 99. Yeah, I mean, they'll pick up some seats, but they're, they're not going to be able to overcome the map. The, uh, the, it, I think the, the districts are just, the, the, the borders, the lines are just drawn. So you're the, certain they can't take over the I, assembly? Yeah. I, you want to go with zero? Well, Never say never, right? But I'll say I'll, I'll say it's probably a, it's probably I'm gonna say five percent chance that they can <laughs> that they, they they can overcome the obstacles. To, I'll go ten. Okay, I was leaning, I was going between five and 10. I'll go fifteen. I'll get a little more bullish. I think that you know, if the wave happens, um, I think there's a pretty good chance you could get to the get to fifty percent. Okay, uh, fifty seats. Um, it would be a real wave. But it would have to be something, yeah. I'll go 15%. Okay. How many seats do you think they get from 35 is the baseline? I'll give them 10. You give them 10 more? Yeah, so 45. Okay, so I'll actually think that my median scenario, I think they're going to have only 42 seats. Okay. Um, that's my feeling. Um, and that I feel a little uncomfortable. I'm going to go down to 41. All right. <laughs> I think they're, they're I, th- I think all things equal, the Democrats have 41 seats in the assembly versus 58 Republicans. Yeah. You think 45, 40, 54. All right. Um, it could and be. I think that's, I, you know, I think that's, um, optimistic. I think you're on the high side, honestly. Yeah, I think so. We can check in next week and see how you feel. We can, uh, later on start posting maps and stuff about where things are breaking out. Uh, right now, the Senate, Wisconsin State Senate, you have 14 Democratic seats with a big pickup that happened earlier in a special election, which mm-hmm. the Democrats hadn't held since uh, 2000, going yeah. into the 2000 election. They right. lost it that year. And so they went from 13 to 14. Um, the Republicans went from 19 down to 18. Mm-hmm. And the Republicans, there's an open seat as well. Yes. Um, so what do you think? I think they actually have a decent chance to take the Senate, particularly if they manage to take the governorship. I think the Senate could probably follow that. What about gerrymandering? There's that. The I mean, governorship that's... in a narrow election of 51-48 probably yeah. is going to be dominated by really good turnout in Madison, Milwaukee, mm-hmm. maybe Racine. Is that enough to carry a majority of your Senate seats? So. Yeah, that's that's the trick. So I mean, I'd still say it's a it's it's a it's, it's under fifty percent that they would take it. I'll say it's a I'll say forty percent chance that they take the Senate. Okay, next week I'll go first. <laughs> I'm going to go with thirty percent, thirty five. I'll okay. go thirty five. All right. Uh, and how many seats? What do you think they're going to wind up with? I think they maybe pick up. All right, give give me two. So sixteen. Yeah, uh, I will say fifteen. I think they pick up either. You know what? I'm going to go with sixteen. I think they're going to pick up two. 
So there's one in the Appleton Fox Cities area mm-hmm. where Dallas did really well. Um, yeah. There's also one in the southwestern corner of the state. And there's uh, three or four more that are all kind of, if there's a wave kind of seats. Yeah, they can get kind of caught up in that. Yeah, if the wave happens, they might get all. That's the thing. Well, and if that, would there's, be, that would be nice to see. Um, but this would be a wave beyond winning the governorship. Right. This would be, they would actually, 16 or more, they're probably winning the governorship. Yeah. Uh, if they won, if they win the majority, it's almost certainly they're going to win the governorship. Mm-hmm. The Democrats. So, speaking of which, we've got a Democratic Convention, State Democrat Party yeah. of Wisconsin. The Wisconsin Democratic Convention is uh, this weekend in Oshkosh. Oshkosh. Home, home, of, home of Ron Johnson, Senator Ron Johnson. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, also there. home of the most liberal um, voting county in the northeastern section of the state. Apparently. Winnebago County. Yeah. Went for Obama twice. It did go to Trump, but by a closer margin than Ottagamie County or Brown County, but that's Appleton and Green Bay. So the uh, convention in the state is this weekend. It's uh, Friday the 1st and, the, and then into the Saturday the 2nd. Uh, Mayor Pete uh, Buttigieg uh, out, out of Indiana. Nice South pronunciation. Buttigieg. <laughs> yeah. Mayor Pete uh, uh, from South Bend will be speaking as the keynote speaker Friday night. And there will be, uh, yeah, there'll be 10 speakers uh, running for governor on the Democratic side. So we've got uh, on the list, because uh, the, the signatures are due this week. So cool. we, What's the list? list, list. I'm going to write these down. So the list is... Boom. Tony Evers. You don't want to put some effects on that uh, Tony Evers, Captain Excitement. Yeah, current uh, state school superintendent. Mm. Someday I'm going to play the uh, voicemail he left when he's trying to raise money. <laughs> My fault. That was really riveting. Uh, the former uh, head of the state party back in the day, uh, Matt Flynn. Oh, Matt Flynn. Yeah. Mr. Current. Uh, we got Andy Gronick. Milwaukee area businessman. Gronick, okay. We have Mike McCabe, who was the uh, former head, or who might or, be a Republican, who might be a stalking <laughs> horse. Who got? Who, I don't know what the fuck that guy is up so to. Wisconsin democracy campaign no. guy. Uh, firefighter union president Malin Mitchell. Malin Mitchell. All right. And then uh, the one you mentioned earlier, uh, attorney out of Kenosha, Josh Pate. Josh Page. Relatively unknown uh, uh, name in the field, but... Any women on this ticket here? Uh, there should be. The next one in the list is former state rep Kelda Royes of Madison. Kelda. Killer Kelda. And then we have the mayor of Madison, Paul Soglin. Ooh. Been mayor forever. That, that's real current, too. That'll definitely mm-hmm. get the millennials excited. State Senator Kathleen Weinhout of Alma. Ooh, Kathleen Weinhout. And then to round out the list, State Fair Representative Dana, Dana Walks of Eau Claire. Oh, and that's more, even more excitement. Yeah. Wow. So that's if, the list. That's, if, that's if, the like 10. A giant thud. I think it comes into. I think it's whittled down. I When we talked early on, I think, when we started talking last year about what the field was going to look like, I think we were looking at like at least 15. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's whittled down some, but it's still quite a, quite a list. What do we what do we think here? I mean, I know we've we, we thought we'd narrowed it down in the past when we got down to six, but now that we're at kind of a cap of ten, so it was a low bar. All they had to do was 
produced 2,000 signatures to the Democratic Party yeah. by last Friday, mm-hmm. showing that they had enough to qualify for the ballot. Yeah. I think the t- test should have been higher. It should have been, show us 4,000. Um, Maybe. Just because 2,000 signatures, uh, cha- granted, it's a little more challenging when there's 58 people running for But when you're running governor. statewide, you should be able to do that. You're not limited by, like, a, a 2,000 is not a hard number to get to. Uh, to run for Milwaukee What's School the window? Board, you have to get 400. What's the window of... About six uh, weeks, I six think. Weeks. Six or eight weeks. So, okay. I mean, it's, 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 it's not very hard. I mean, we got 932,000, I think, to recall Walker within the space of like, like eight weeks. Yeah. So, so it's, it's definitely doable. It's, yeah, I think it was seven weeks we had 930,000. I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. Well, so, we'll see, we'll see how things pan out. I mean, if it doesn't work out, they may need to go back to the drawing board and say, maybe we should change some of the rules. But we have the field we have right now and. Yeah, they should have had a tighter, a tighter role. It should have been at least five. Honestly, they could have asked for 10,000. I mean, I wonder if there's some legal bar against that. It could be. But they should have asked for, like, show real organization. If you can't do that, get out of town. Well, it's, it's definitely, this field is more open because there wasn't the party kind of coronating a candidate like like has happened in the past right so go go show you can get ten thousand people you have the capacity to do that sure that means draining some resources you know to go knock on some doors or what you know what you shouldn't be in this game if you don't have enough resources to do that yeah and maybe this would be a test the test should have been higher it was um it's it's good they had a test it should have been more well honestly We'll see where things go, but um, on this list, I guess, who do we think is the front runner right now? No one. I mean, technically, I mean, it's like we ask this every time we talk. It's it's Evers. Yeah, just because of the name, right? Uh, the ones that seem to have any traction, as far as I can tell, would be Evers, obviously, with the name, the DPI secretary. Um, I think Flynn actually is getting some attention on his marijuana legalization. Yeah. Um, obviously, McCabe has his renegade thing. I don't think it's that strong because I think it just tends to appeal to older voters. Malin Mitchell just got the AFL-CIO endorsement. Yeah. I know the union movement's only 12, 8% of Wisconsin workers. Union families are a lot more. And I think that also a lot of people wish they were in unions, and I think that that will carry some weight. Um, what about Calder Royce? Calder? Has had some really good uh, straw polls at events that she's selectively organized at, and her messaging has been strong. Good press. Good press. Um, I don't think she relates real well to voters directly, except people that think like I do. Um, I mean, I think if you're a college educated white liberal, she's a great candidate. The problem is that's not the majority of the population of Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, Not even close. You know, if that were the case, uh, Walter Mondale would have won the state's electoral votes. <laughs> well, I think if you um, look down the list, I think they probably all have their challenges that they have to, they're going to have to overcome in terms of right. putting together a solid campaign. And there probably will, there probably will be things that they all need to focus on. I think Roy's will have deep support among a lot of college educated, probably white vote, mostly white voters. Mm-hmm. 
And I think it'll be in, in somewhat younger voters. I think she's a real force in the 10 person primary. I, I wonder about the breadth of her support. Okay. If she can get it beyond that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've listened to her. She sounds, if you, if you know the issues, she sounds really good. Mm-hmm. If you don't really know the issues, but you're just generally dissatisfied with Governor Walker and you don't like Trump because you think he's kind of a bigot, uh, and you, you know, she is not necessarily connected to you, as okay. far as I can tell. And I've seen audiences with her in front of audiences. I don't see the connection. All right. Paul so, Soglin, less of a connection than Kelda, <laughs> by far. Yeah. Um, holy cow. Um, the mayor of Madison, I mean, that's just, that that's, that's if just you're a retired nowhere. college educated, <laughs> if you went to UW back in the 60s, from, Madison, who've li- who's lived in Madison for all, the, Dan- at least Dane County, for all of the last 50 years, mm-hmm. and you're retired, and you're at least have a college degree and have done some graduate studies, and you dodged the draft in Vietnam. Not that there's any, like, that's an honorable thing. Maybe he has some appeal to you. Yeah. But I think we just sliced that down about maybe 2% of the population. Ah, good day. Yeah. Um, I I just yeah I don't think he has the appeal uh, at all. No, Vinehout could have brought appeal, but she doesn't build a deep campaign. Like that's the opposite of where there's potential for broad appeal, kind of the opposite of Roy's. Mm-hmm. But she hasn't dealt like developed a deep campaign infrastructure or a sustainable well, that too. And I, and I think she's made some what I consider to be strategic errors around the, the gun issue and mm-hmm. some other things. So. In an effort to broaden her base, I think. Of course. While at the same time alienating the grassroots people that would that could propel That's her. That's a problem. Um, Andy Gronick, Dana Walks. I mean... I think Dana walks. We still have some currency because there might be something to boring as good. Yeah, and he had all this institutional support behind him. That yeah. said, I think in the long run, I don't think that'll go real far. I think that we'll find yeah, out far we'll, enough. We'll probably compete with him for the rural vote, so to speak. Sure. Um. So I see, kind of Soglin, Vinehout, Paid, and Gronick being the odd ones out. I think so too, but I, I think when when it comes down to getting resources, right. I, I mean, it's the money's going to start flowing to people that have yeah. a shot that so are in it. Ebers, Flynn, McCabe, Mitchell, Roy's, and Wax, and I and and honestly, I, I think there you could do an over an undercard and overcard. Yeah, I think the ones that probably don't. Go very far, Flynn, and Walks, and possibly McCabe. McCabe would be on the bubble. I think it's a Evers, Mitchell, Roy's, and McCabe race. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think that's probably accurate based on how things are looking today. If things can change, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, things can go right. out of the blue. Right. Headlines I, happen. I think Soglin is like effectively going nowhere. Yeah. I don't see any, um, any hope for his campaign. I think Vinehout is effectively going nowhere. Paid's 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I won't rule him out yet. I don't. I just don't know enough about him. I, I, I even went in preparation for for this. I went on his webpage, and there's there's no substance on it at all. I mean, obviously, there's there's ways to give money. Right. He's got his campaign ad on there, which is a cute ad, and but all he has one word in it, and he just says Wisconsin, and yeah. not, I, I was able to learn nothing about his campaign. He has some sort of corporate experience. Uh, outside of the state, and there's some, there was some supposedly feminist website that liked him before. Yeah, I mean, he uh, may be great, or he um, may be right. He, I mean, he may be great on the issues, but I uh, was not able to get any really you know, decent uh, information. Uh, uh, maybe I'm going, to, I'm going to his website. Maybe I should be on his face. I think he and Gronick are kind of appealing for the same crew, although sure. I think Paid probably would have more of an up, upside. Um, well, I'm from Kenosha. Yeah, Gronick's from, from Milwaukee. Gr- well, also just Gronick's less relatable. I mean, I, th- I still think Gronick's strange. I mean, I mean, he's, you know, his whole thing about that whole law, the fact that he like dropped out of the workforce to do a lawsuit for that he won. Good for him. Yeah, and, you know, and I and I, I suppose he deserved to win it. Um, that said, it didn't look all that great. It looked weird. Um, so I think Gronick's gonna be, be out of it. And I, I really think Flynn's on the border to being a non-factor too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if I were to rank, I'd say I wouldn't be able to distinguish right now who has a better shot between Malin, Calda, and or Tony Evers. Evers. Yeah. And then I would say the fourth best shot probably would belong McCabe. to McCabe or Wax? I give McCabe barely. I'll tie it with Wax, and then I would say Flynn would be um, about sixth on a good day. Okay. So, but watch out! Watch out for paid man. (laughs) You never know. know. You never know. Never know. So. I know we're getting a little wonky here, but this is the next governor of Wisconsin. This is going to well, replace and, Scott and, Walker, and it's time to start getting to know these candidates. Yeah, the primary is really them. quick. So, uh, yeah. The primary is less than three months away. And I would really like it if listeners would start weighing in on our Facebook page or uh, even offer, offering to come join us and discuss this, too. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm open to ideas, because I'm, I'm not certain. I, I don't think... I don't, now, pretend, I don't pretend to know all the answers. We go to a general election, honestly. I got real questions if, if Evers could, could hold his own against Walker. I, I highly doubt Flynn could do it. Gronick almost certainly couldn't, in my opinion. I don't think McCabe could do it because I think he's running this ridiculous campaign where he's not, like... Raising any money. N- not raising any money, <laughs> and he won't get his message out, and his message will be too highfalutin. It just won't... It won't, it won't connect. Not against, uh, not against campaigns he's not can be Sanders. It, I mean, Walker's campaign is going to have so much money. You have to be able to compete with that. McCabe appeals to the same people as Calda. You know, mm. if you're college-educated, white and liberal, you know, which is kind of what Soglin appeals to, too. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work. No. I think Mitchell could be formidable because he's black, and yeah. I think that'll bring out the turnout in the Milwaukee area and other urban areas of the state. And he's got good union connections, and I think a lot of people are in the state have a fondness for labor, despite the fact of what happened to Act 10. I think labor, if anything, is, is more popular than it was when Walker took off office. Um, it's not more 
it doesn't have more members, but actually, I think people have a more sympathetic view of it, mm-hmm. just because of like the whole fight for fifteen and everything like that. For sure. Um, so paid. That's, that's who the, knows? That so that's yeah. That's the primary. We'll I will continue to check in. Right, if week. she could connect well with enough women, that'd be great. I need to see that she has broader appeal than just. Just the well-educated well, folks. I think that goes for a number of these candidates. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the the primaries come up in August. So right, we'll need to continue to. I think Vinehouse was this. somebody we kind of thought could have appealed to. Like I think early without, on, without big education, I I haven't seen anything to really give me confidence that she's right. going to be the nominee. Well, maybe um, walks. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So one, I think Locke should just drop out. So one bit of news this week uh, related <laughs> yeah. to the November election anyway, that one more thing that will be on your ballot in addition to the races we discussed in Milwaukee County anyway is there is going to be a marijuana legalization referendum on the ballot here in, in the here For in 20, County. dude. Yeah, so, I mean, it's... it's Everybody should go vote on four, at four, 420. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah, that would be kind of interesting to see what the lines look like at that time. <laughs> Yeah. Or well, here's the thing: we've got early voting, like so what everybody should do is see how big of a line they can create at 4:20 p.m. Mm-hmm. each day and create a social media phenomena. <laughs> We're going to have eight early voting locations in the city of Milwaukee this year, yeah, because we won the court case. That's so right. That will expand access, and actually, you know, even with a robust early vote, it's pretty hard to get a big ass line out the door yeah and you've got eight locations right so what if every day you had pictures of each location like loaded up with people and you're like oh it's 420 and they're all lined up to vote (laughs) i'm just trying to have a little fun here well how do you get the interest around this well uh, yeah i mean obviously people a lot of people want to legalize marijuana that's cool yeah um i'll vote for it i'm fine with that i'm not real into the issue, but I, I definitely would roll but for it's it. But it's obviously an issue that a lot of people care about, and I think it will right. get some people out to the polls that maybe otherwise may not So have go voted. viral, pot, pot activists of the world. Go viral. Yeah. Do a 420 campaign every day. You got like 30 days of early voting. Yeah. Do a thing like, oh, it's 420. You could do little videos. Yeah. And then you could have a Facebook. Like, as it got bigger, every, every day as it got like bigger and you were able to produce a bigger line at 420 <laughs> see if the we could top tw- yesterday you yeah. call the 420 voters yeah yeah right i like it so there's that we'll see what the impact of that one is All obviously right. obviously it's non-binding it's more of you know it's it's kind of checking the pulse let's of pretend the, uh, it's binding if, if that'll get us a higher voter turnout yeah that's i mean the truth of the matter is though if you have a higher enough voter turnout and you get rid of walker all of these candidates are more likely to legalize marijuana than yes. Scott Walker. Walker said he clearly won't do it. Oh, yeah. Obviously. So you vote for a third term. You're voting for Wisconsin remaining uh, among the smaller, the few states that won't legalize it. And yeah. notice those states tend to be the ones with slower growth, less startups, less development, whatever. I'm not saying marijuana causes productivity, but I will say that the states that are more open to this tend to be more forward thinking and in yeah. general, I think. And Walker wants to keep us in the bed. Uh, not just on... This, frankly, for me, is not a high well, rank. He wants issue, to keep us stuck but, in the past. Yes. Yeah. That's what it right. is. Right, right. And so, so yeah, I think that actually high turnout for this 
if this is an issue for you, you ought to turn out because even though it's advisory, I think you're helping get rid of Walker and the good chance that actually you might see it happen. Yeah. In the, in the, under this next governor. So to round out uh, the show, we got to do our White House insanity check. So what's your best, what's, what's yeah. going what's going on with uh, the White House this week? We got uh, the North Korea story, which is continuing to be as dramatic as always, turns and we're grateful it still turns. Yeah. So I think after the the show last week, Trump canceled the summit. Yeah. So, you know, obviously it, it was. It, and then he got a, it looks like he got a bad poll or two back. Well, and then they decided to go back and do it again. Well, I think that's just I wasn't surprised. I mean, they printed up all those coins, you know, they got to they got to try to keep they, this right. thing going, first right? First they were winning. Uh, first he was calling him Rocket Man, little Rocket Man. Right. And try to antagonize Kim on his level, which which it wouldn't be hard for Trump because he's like operates on that level it appears. Then all of a sudden it's um Hey, we're gonna have peace, mm-hmm. and I deserve a Nobel Prize. Yeah, and then and then it's canceled. And then it's yeah, fuck this. We're well, it's, it, it was now, already and now we're back again. It was already you know kind of looking not good that it was gonna happen, and it was when Trump abruptly canceled it. It was more of like, well, you're not gonna break up with me. I'm breaking up with you first, kind of thing. Right? There's you know? more like top like uh, twists and turns than <laughs> than there was in the royal family during the 1980s. Yeah. So we'll see if this thing happens. I mean, I would. What, what would you venture a guess if this thing actually takes place? Mm, I mean, we're. I think a sixty-five percent chance that they're going to do something. I think they yeah, need some photo ops. I think they will do something. I think. I think that Kim knows he's in a position to extract some pretty serious concessions because Trump needs, uh, for political reasons, he needs some photo ops. Well, I, yeah. I, well, I think it'll. It'll likely happen because they both have kind of invested a lot into it. Trump needs it for foreign policy creds. Kim, he needs a photo op. Kim, Kim Jong Un is going to want it because it, if he can, it, for the photo op purpose alone, to, for him, him. You to think stand he on wants stage, the photo ops too? Sure, because I mean, he, he just wants on, some liberalization stage, so his people can eat. If he stands on stage next to the president of the United States. It gives him a notoriety that he doesn't currently have. Well, the other thing is, too, it gives him... It, he wants to get some sanctions lifted so his people can eat. Oh, well, yeah. I'm not and gonna... if, 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 if even if it, that doesn't work out for the North Korean people that they prosper, what he can later say is that, well, those greedy Americans weren't to be trusted. And, they, and, and, then, and then, of course, it gives him more of a cause... To be, you know, anti-American and potentially threaten our country down the road. Right. And then we're back to square one. Right. And that, that road may not be very long, unfortunately, before that happens. And yeah. so I think you, I think we gotta, I mean, I actually think Kim's in a pretty good position to get a pretty decent deal out of the U.S. Potentially. Right. And I'm not opposed, you know, on the merits, if that's what happens, that they, they have a little bit more humanitarian aid to that country as a result, I, that, that won't trouble me too much. Oh, yeah. There's a, well, there's a lot of people that are suffering there. And that would be a good thing. However, you know, the question is whether our foreign policy means anything and whether it makes the world more secure. When you have this all over the map thing we see within a couple, in a week or two span with North Korea. Yeah. And then you have, uh, them just tearing apart a deal with Iran in the Middle East. And, exactly. And, and then, you know, and then you got John Bolton saying, well, it might be like Libya. Well, no wonder that Kim's in like that. <laughs> yeah. What happened to Libya? They, they offered to denuclearize they drank, they and then, then we got rid of them anyway. Right. You know? <laughs> 
know. That's not really a good way to get uh, somebody to the table is if you think that the situation is going to follow the Libya example. Right, right. It's just not. So, I, God knows what will happen with us in Iran. I think there's a half a chance Iran and the European Union come to something. Yeah. And what it does is it isolates us further from other I think other that's a very likely countries. outcome, yes. And that would be unfortunate for Americans and our prosperity, but it'd probably be a good thing for the world that at least Iran would be part of some deal. Yeah. So exactly. Um, with that, you might want to move to Europe, though. Well, there you go. We'll see where this ends up. All right, all right. That's episode fifty-five in the books, folks. Thanks so much. Check us out on Facebook. We are now up on Spotify as well, so you can find us there. We're also on iTunes, and you can check out our Twitter feed as well. Yes, and, and uh, you know, happy Memorial Day, despite all the troubles in our country. To uh, salute to those who did serve to for know, those defend that, us from fascism, and for and those that paid the ultimate price, that's what allows us to do what we do right, here. Right, right, right. Forward, forward, everybody.